Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. And speaking of coming up next, we're throwing it back to 2006 with Crust Busting and Dr. Pat. This is one of her favorite interviews she did with American spiritual teacher Ram Das, because it's all about essential wisdom on love, relationships, and mindfulness. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Well, welcome everyone. Yes, you're listening to Crustfesting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Pat Basile. And I am here and honored to be here with someone that I have had in my mind and in my consciousness for a long, long time. And in my wildest dreams, far beyond anything that I could comprehend, would I ever have imagined to be sitting here uh, looking at Ram Das, someone that has touched the heart and the souls of many, many people. And the other day, I was listening to Stan Groff, uh, you know, have a conversation with Ron. And uh, up on the stage, Stan said, let me do, let me introduce someone that needs no introduction. And I thought about that. I thought about that for a minute. And what I thought about was, you know, there are so many things that we could talk about that you've done. Uh, the work that you did at Harvard, the many, many books that you've put out. And then I went to a place, as you had invited me to do many years ago, a place of inner thought. And I came back and I said to myself, who is Ram Das to me and to so many people that talk with me about you and what I came back with is how absolutely divinely blessed I feel that I get to stand on your shoulders on the so many ways that you have touched so many people that you have allowed each and every one of us to know what it means to be in service of something greater than ourselves that you've given us an invitation to explore the nature of now and what that means, and to know that we're never really done understanding the nature of now. And for me, it's the shapeshifter. It's the one that has said, you can change and really examine the spiritual and social values of this planet and emerge as someone that creates a new path. And that's the path that you've created for so many people. And for this person here today, right here now with you, you have inspired me beyond any words that I could write or anything that I could say. I know that what I see when I think of you in the darkest times of my life, I see a pathway. And in that pathway, I see that you have really created a way for me to step in that pathway, to face my fears and move forward one step at a time, one moment at a time, and know in each and every step that I take, many, many people come with me and we stand on your shoulders in doing that. And I know as I continue to move forward and my listeners hear this and continue to move forward as 
as well, that you have allowed each and every one of us the, 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 the divine idea of self-exploration and that self-exploration without judgment. And so when I thought about what would I say, how many things could we talk about, how many books could we talk about that you've written, uh, I'm struck by the new paradigm that you ask us to face. And the question that you say, don't be a wise elder, be an incarnation of wisdom. Be here now in that. And I want to thank you so much for joining me in today's conversation. And I do feel truly blessed. Thank you. Thank you. Now, there is this question that I do ask each and every one of the people I speak with. And um, it goes like this. Uh, here we are, and you know, on the verge of embarking on an amazing conversation and an enjoyable day and being in the here and now. And so the question is, what are some of the challenges that you've had to face to bring you to this very moment? The challenge of the mind time-binding. Mm. I travel in words out of the past and the future. But... but it must be God. Um, so my mind uh, time binds uh, and that keeps me from looking being with the now the next part of that um, the um, the melodramas of life uh, they're seductive. They're mm. seductive. Mm. And the roles in those melodramas, the roles, I have many, many roles, as so do you, and so does everybody. And they're so um, uh, comfortable, comfortable. And staying out of the roles so that you're fresh from this moment the consciousness to to inhabit this moment it can't be in a, a prison cell of concept so now each concept in your mind you and then I think the way way to do it is the moment, the delve into the moment in for seeking spirit. And the moment gets you into the planes which are not in time. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that how the, the the moment is no is not time. Minutes and hours are time, but the moment is is. It's a word that we've created, isn't it? Yeah. The word moment, for lack of any other visualization or conceptualization. But by taking the moment and go directly into it is one of the, one of the best paths to God. Mm. 
I love the way that you described it as being seductive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there's also a seductive a seduction, isn't there, of being not being in the moment, of allowing ourselves to be distracted. But that's in the moment. Well, it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Got me. <laughs> you know, um, you know, as we sit here now, I, I you know, I, I think about. Um, what you have gone through in terms of uh, your stroke and and how you have moved beyond that situation or that level of uh, categorization. The categorization that each and every one of us gets to decide whether we are going to be that which other people say we are or are we going to choose something else to be. So how did you come to choose something else? And not be a, what, a, a stroke victim? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, stroke victim is, is in the, is in the, the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm that plus a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. I'm not either or plus. And so I just focus on the other parts of it. Mm-hmm. This is the physical part of it, but but this is all from the one. Mm-hmm. And I'm part of the one. Mm-hmm. When... You know, when when you step out into the world um, and you touch so many people and you do some of the things that you've done uh, in service, and I heard you talk about this and you mention it in the book, and let me mention the book on the air so folks know about this. Um, the book is called Ram Das, uh, Still Here, Embracing Aging, Changing, and Dying. And I really had to chuckle at some of this in reading the book. Because I love the part where you get the discounts for being a senior citizen. Yeah. But the, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, isn't it like it's like a double-edged thing yeah. where somebody says, oh, you get a 15% discount at IHOP because you're like over 55 or something. And you think for me, oh, this is good. Now I get my chicken breast. Here I go. And then it hits you. And all of a sudden, we're ha- we're in the moment of having elevated ourselves through time to this new status. And yet, at the same time, you know, uh, it really touches a sadness, doesn't it? No. Not for you. That's what your book says. (laughs) (laughs) I think aging is one of the greatest games in town. Yes. In a lot of cultures, it it, it is the only game. Sure, sure. Because when you're aging, you're... The um, experiences, amassed experiences you can call on, um, the wisdom that you can call on, um, the compassion from so from levi- living everybody's lives so many times, <sighs> and um, and also. Um, the age stage is um, it's it's r- rife with um, change. 
this you changing your body, changing your mind, changing your memory, for example, change in uh changing your friends, change in your roles. It's just change, 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 change. <laughs> and so I think you only are happy with cha- with with aging when you're happy with change. Mm-hmm. And most people are not happy with change. Scared to death of it, actually, I yeah. think. Really. Yeah. I mean, the word, the, the word yes. change. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the book, uh, the book that you've written is, uh, again, for me, uh, it, it's a way to take a look at wa- walking into a different phase of life and embracing that phase of life. And I guess the invitation then is for each and every one of us, what are we, what are we willing to leave behind? What are the beliefs that we're willing to, that we must leave behind? Uh, or fall, as we should say, victim to this connotation of, you know, growing old and invisible. This, this, this culture is, has a thing about youth. A big thing. A big, a big thing. A big thing. <laughs> Pick up a few magazines. <laughs> yeah. And that, so you take even um, the uh, the magazine for AARP. Oh, yes. And they're all swimming and uh, playing golf, and they're looking much like young people. But it's a magazine for old people. Mm-hmm. I get that magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. And um, what what do you think is our greatest challenge in our society, in this society? Uh, unlike, you know, other societies. I'm In the book you mention the Native American tradition, which I'm part of in a coming-of-age program, where as a facilitator, you know, we form circle and our youth are behind us, of course. And there is the ritual of the talking stick. And, um, you know, what does it take for us in this society in particular to really uh, honor our elders? Well, I think it will happen only when the elders honor themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it will take. When will America honor uh, their aging Boy, they'd have to take a lot of lessons from a lot of cultures other than, than our own. Mm-hmm. Because like when I'm in India or um, or um, in the Native American tradition or South America, they're honoring their elders. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's partly... Um, putting that we put um, um, value on action in less instead of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And action will be taken by the young people. Mm-hmm. This culture will have to mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation. And uh, uh, I, my 85 year old uncle 
uh, said, you know, make sure you have the conversation. Uh, he coaches me. Uh, he cautions me about showing up uh, as anything other than myself in the world. Great. And he does that as well. Um, he doesn't understand why I'm not running for Congress. He thinks it's because I don't eat enough garlic. Uh, <laughs> and at the same time, uh, you know, has asked me that question, what is it going to take as we walk down the streets of our cities? And, you know, we look into the eyes of the wise and we see them as the wise. And so with this book, you call for uh, a new question. And it's a question that I mentioned early on. And I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, what does it mean to be the incarnation of wisdom? And so let's take a short break right now. And when we come back, uh, I don't know how we'll summarize an entire book, but there are pieces in here I'd love to talk about and encourage each and every one of the listeners to find out more about this book and what this means and to really take a look at it. This is not a book. I want to say this in my experience. I've shared this with youth, a part of a program I belong, uh, belong to. This is not a book for just some people. This is a book that when you read it, you get a sense that you can create a new way of thinking about life and about wisdom. And so uh, when we come back, more with Ram Das, we'll talk more about, uh, you know, wisdom incarnate. We'll be right back. Learn how to be you in today's world on New Soul Radio. Follow host Ruby Betty each month on Transformation Talk Radio as she introduces new rules for new souls in these new times. As a powerful spiritual thought leader, modern mystic, and clairsentient, Ruby Betty is propelled toward a single goal, to awaken human beings to their fullest potential. For more information on Ruby and her work, visit rubybetty.co. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well-being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful western Massachusetts. Introduce yourself to meditation and the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend, in silence, a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature. Or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. Your happiness is your choice on Natural Peace Radio. 
follow Sarah Van Ryswick as she addresses the power of emotions. Each month, Sarah covers different topics as she helps listeners activate their energetic spark and create powerful energy and amazing opportunities. Manifest your desires with Natural Peace Radio. For more information on Sarah and her work, visit naturalpeaceliving.com. The Truth is Funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Quest Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. And I am so blessed to be in the presence of Ram Das right now. And we are exploring so many things. Uh, one of the things that I'm learning right quick is, uh, you know, to be here now <laughs> uh, by the master teacher of that. And we are honored to have with us today uh, from the International Transpersonal Conference uh, a group of people that have joined on the, in on the conversation. Uh, Ron, let me ask you this question, because uh, I've contemplated it as reading, as I've read the book. You call for, you know, the incarnation of wisdom. I, I need help. Well, this opens a conversation that in the conscious dying movement, we can either inhabit of being a wise person in the culture or we can just have the wisdom inside of us. There's a rabbi and I who, uh, we have Zalman Schachter, um, he says we should inhabit the role of wise people Mm. for the society. Mm. And I say no, that role is not necessary all we should do is be wise people mm-hmm. and it's being the wisdom that serves the culture mm-hmm. the 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 wise man or wise woman the crown is another role mm-hmm. which we don't need mm-hmm. and you know it sounds like to me uh when i read the book and I really contemplated this, you know, I asked myself the question, do I have what it takes to be that wisdom? How many of you, uh, you know, are wisdom incarnate? Uh, raise your hand. <laughs> we all are, you don't, we all are, because it's, it's, the the uh, the Quakers call it the still small voice within of God within, mm-hmm. and we all have that, mm-hmm. and that 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 knows the universe, but not in the conventional knowing 
that way. Mm -hmm. It knows it from you like um, snapping your fingers, mm -hmm. they, they, mm -hmm. knowing that way. Emma Curtis Hopkins, uh, in the readings of Emma Curtis Hopkins, says that when you covenant with spirit, you do nothing for your good. What was that? When you covenant with spirit, covenant with, with spirit, spirit, you yeah. do nothing for your good, meaning it's already there. You're saying to all of us, it's already there. The wisdom is there. There's nothing for us to do in a society that loves doing things. I know. <laughs> if it's we, not on my to-do list, then... <laughs> but we, we value knowledge we don't value wisdom that's right that's right thank you now you've been to the mic before haven't you okay you may have to turn that switch on i have two questions relating to aging i watched this beautiful movie about your life fierce grace the other night mm -hmm. and i was curious as you watch yourself as a young man teaching be here now out in the beautiful rolling grass how do you see yourself looking back at that young man how do i see him or how do you how see do I him see? how do you see that young man as you look at him now as a hustler <laughs> <laughs> uh, yahoo <laughs> uh, uh, he was um, busy being knowledgeable. The wisdom hasn't yet set for for him. See, he was a psychologist and who had been to India and took drugs, but he didn't yet integrate all of that. This is that's what this conference is is the integration of transpersonal psychology and the Eastern wisdom. When that film was done, I was new to my, my role as Ram Dass. I was still Richard Alpern. That was my father's farm, and that farm I was Richard. And all these people coming to see Ramdas and my family, he thinks they think it's all crazy. So I was conflicting roles. I thought he was pretentious. <laughs> what else do you want to know? <laughs> it also comes out of the film and my admiration for your honesty, and it's a sensitive question. You shared that when you had your stroke and you were on the cusp of this world and potentially the next, rather than having spiritual thoughts, you watched the pipes above you, and you shared that you were disappointed that you didn't in that moment of approaching death have spiritual thoughts unlike Gandhi whose first word upon being shot was rum and I thought it was ironic 
honest and striving, but ironic in that, why wouldn't it have been just fine to be wherever you were in that moment? Why did you feel a need to have had to have had spiritual thoughts? The need for spiritual thoughts came later. Looking back at the experience, in the experience there's no the the experience is the pipes on the roof. Mm. It, that was the whole experience. Later on, I was said, "My, wasn't it?" Wasn't it so close to death and why I didn't see that question in me is I I sit bedside to many, many people who die and I I being there and as a spiritual person, my thoughts are full of spiritual things as I try to talk to the person about spiritual things and here I was dying uh, so they said so I thought that so they said was the critical thing because I didn't feel like I was dying I didn't. <laughs> and they were wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they were, you know. <laughs> so I think the inner feeling, and the only, the only later did I think I'm a, a poor student, you know, all that stuff. That was kind of cute. That's kind of... Um, yeah, cute. But you say cute in the sense that you don't think it was necessary then for you to, or the next time, to necessarily have spiritual thoughts. When a person is going through that transition, they will cling on to the, the living. Most people that are around people who are dying are constantly keeping them come back, come back, come back, come back. There are pictures of the family, uh, things like that. Uh, for example, uh, the the Japanese uh, Pure Land, um, when the person is dying, at the end of the bed, they put put a picture of the pure land so they will go where it's going and they have the 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 a positiveness towards this as that and they will they will they have positive the, the past and the positive future it should be right between the middle and that's what's good about being bedside as a birth because you can give them that right give them that environment of neither this nor that or both this or that or this culture does really uh, a fierce job about 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 dying 
in India, where I spend a good deal of my time, dying people, you see a rickshaw with a dying person. He's wrapped up in gauze, but through the streets. We, we encapsulate it with a hearse and, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, to hide it. To hide oh, it. Oh, yeah. We oh. hide it so much. Oh, you know. It, it, yeah. Heaven forbid we open the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're afraid, aren't we? Yeah. I remember um, my mother died, and I wanted to see her at see her. And... Uh, my father said, we don't, we won't open the casket. It'll be too hard for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It was too hard for him, but I wanted to see what she looked like. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more from, more from the amazing listening audience. Thank you all. And Ram Das. And we'll take a short break. When we come back, uh, let's continue this progressive conversation with, uh, you know, we're all wise right now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm learning quickly. We'll be right back. said to a friend, I am trying to be less stressed. I am hoping to meet someone special. Or how about I am working on getting a job I love. Hi, I'm Eve from Elite Tarot, host of the weekly show Mainstream Metaphysics Radio. Words like hoping, wanting, and trying may seem innocent. However, they carry with them emotional weight that actually blocks energy. Next time you start to say these words, say instead, I am becoming less stressed. I am looking forward to meeting someone special. I am pursuing a job I love. While your brain may resist, note how your body physically feels as possibility of success suddenly appears. As an intuitive coach and professional tarot card reader, I work with clients worldwide on using energy effectively to embrace joy. If you'd like to schedule a session, please visit my website at EliteTarot.com. That's E-L-I-T-E-T-A-R-O-T.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Are you tired of being bloated and nauseous? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know eating unhealthy foods eventually leads to an unhealthy digestive system? Did you know eating the most healthy, nutritious food doesn't necessarily result in a healthy body? The stomach must be healthy in order to properly digest, metabolize, and utilize even the best of nutrition. Without proper digestion from the stomach through the intestinal tract, the nutritious value is not absorbed and the improperly digested food can be more toxic to your body than helpful. You can be doing all the right things and getting all the wrong results. In fact, other organs may also be interfering with your stomach's ability to digest. Contact us today for your appointment at 
888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. Or visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book. Let It Go Radio. The future awaits you. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Barbara Scheidegger explores the way to clarity, peace, and how to live a successful life on your terms by turning negative experiences into positive ones. Barbara's curiosity about the human experience drives her both personally and professionally. As a life coach, author, and renowned clinical hypnotherapist, Barbara knows how to move forward in a natural, organic way without side effects. If you want to grow, be sure to tune in to Let It Go Radio. To learn more, visit LetItGoHypnosis.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Pat Basile. We are in the presence of Ram Das, and I was told uh, last week uh, I was asked to uh, to to come in to the top one percent of the federal government, um, the United States federal government, the top one executives, and they wanted me to come in and do a special seminar on uh, uh, because seventy percent of them will retire. Seventy and the wise people will make a mass exodus. I'm not sure what that means for our government. But anyway, 70% will leave. So they, they, they wanted to know. Is this the Republicans? <laughs> I hope. You know, <laughs> I have a feeling that there aren't very many Democrats hanging out these days. <laughs> Although that's a very interesting question. Um, you know, the, basically, they, they wanted some help in dealing with their retirement. So here I put together this proposal, and I, I called it Crust-Free Retirement. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to have a whole other twist now after this conversation. I believe. <laughs> and, you know, uh, anything that I can't handle in that, I'm going to pass them off to you, Rob. Okay. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Why don't you take the? Uh, it's a, the, and, uh, and there we go. Thank you. Thank you for joining in on the conversation. Well, it's, it's good to be here um, in the presence of all of you, but particularly Ramdas. Uh, the last time I attempted to see you, I went in a long line out of San Diego at the Masonic Temple, and there just weren't enough seats in the house. That's, that's oh. been a long time ago, but yeah. there still are. So I'm glad there was a seat in the house tonight, and <laughs> Pat got me in here early. I just wanted to be with you for a little bit. Uh, I was particularly taken when you were talking with uh, Stanislav Graf last night about the, uh, the changes in your life uh, from being fiercely independent to being dependent mm. and the blessings that that had of being the passenger and so forth. I don't know what it's going to take to get me to that stage. I'm slowly losing from the night breathing and teeth and 
hearing and little things. Little going, things. You know, yeah, in the oh, they're, they're little. They're little. But it's not enough to push me over. And, and uh, I'm reminded by those close around me that I, I should be paying more attention. Uh, and uh, particularly in this um, um, kind of tandem between service like you've done so much of your life through SAVA and so many other things, and the inner work that you continue to do, even in your older age now, the wisdom that's imparted from that. And um, although I've gone through several phases of attempts to improve myself internally, I think I'm set up now for going through a much, much deeper experience at this point in my life than I did when I was about 50. And I'm wondering how you have balanced that through your life, and, and you do now, between the service that you render and, and the work that you continue to do on yourself. Well, see, it doesn't, it, the or, the or and, um, the service is part of the work on myself. Because I, um, it's karma yoga. Um, like, for example, um, if I go to an, an airplane and um, I know that I'm in the wheelchair, so I'm delivered up to the plane and, and um, all the things, they keep roughing up my, my, my psyche, not being able to go to the bathroom on the plane mm. because it won't fit. The wheelchair isn't fit. It's okay. It's just another thing. It's another crust. <laughs> it's um, when I when I when I talk about Dharma in front of people. I cuddle up to my guru. Guru, it's like living in a in a in a a, dhar, a dharma world. When I have other peoples to share that with, I get ecstatic. Mm-hmm. You know, I see somebody in the audience that their soul getting ready to go boy oh wow it's like um, it's like being on a field in which flowers are blooming everywhere you look you look thank you let's take a short break when we come back more questions uh, we're all remember we're all we're wisdom incarnate we're now right always have been we'll be right back Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests. 
as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, is bringing you the hit show Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information on how you can take the next step with Amber, visit GetTheHealthyEdge.com. Plus, live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in the first and third Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. Tune in to the hit show, Raging Skillet Radio, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Tune in to E3 Influence Radio. Own your impact. Master your world. In this new hit show, Sarah Luce, empowerment coach and spiritual mentor, teaches us how to achieve our greatest potential to positively affect everything and everyone. The time is now to enlighten our minds, empower our hearts, and take energized action to raise the consciousness of our planet. Sarah shows us how with simple, easy-to-implement steps. To find out more about Sarah Luce and her E3 Influence program, visit sarahluce.com. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life. And as I said before, we are in the presence of Ram Das and many, many other uh, kindred-spirited people at the International Transpersonal Conference. And we're here with, uh, we're all wisdom incarnate right now, aren't we? And we have a question from uh, the audience. Please say your name. And uh, uh, My name is Sarah, Sarah Beanan. It's basically a thank you. <laughs> yes. I'll tell him if I see him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's also your father in your book. You at one time you're talking about your father going up the stairs, and it's a big effort for him. And yeah. he finally gets to the top, and he says, "There we are." Yeah. And uh, the last couple of years, I've had some problems walking upstairs. I'm better now, but I, I had a lot of problems and. Every time I would get to the top of the stairs, I would say, there, there we are. are. <laughs> and I would laugh. 
thank you. I've been getting into cars. There we are. There we are. There we are. My father is there at every moment. Yes, yeah. and I can see it going throughout the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. There we are. There we are. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. We have. Uh, uh, we'll thank my father for that. <laughs> yeah, we're all thanking your father for that. <laughs> we have um, uh, a few minutes in our segment, so I'd invite you to uh, have this wonderful conversation. Hello, my Hi. name is Pratiba. 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 Yes. And uh, my question to you has to do with an experience I had this year. Mm-hmm. I was traveling with a book and I got to uh, Spain and um, at, in the Canary Island in Tenerife I got really ill and I was so weak and so um, despondent and depressed and lost really lost I didn't know any reason I was doing anything of any significance anywhere at all. Mm-hmm. And Tenerife, I don't know if you've been there. There, Germany was closed and they moved it to Tenerife. And there's all these Germans walking around meaninglessly waiting to die. And I totally got into that space. And one of the things that became really clear to me that the process of moving into the next stage uh, is about willingly giving up my identity of being a somebody. And it freaked me out. And I'd love for you to talk about it. When you're guiding um, uh, psychedelic sessions, there are two places where people freak going out and coming back Mm. going out because I'm going to lose my identity coming back oh my god I gotta have I what I'm gonna get into that (laughs) (laughs) that's but uh, on the coming going out I think I probably said it in my books um, when I first took mushrooms I went into a darkened room into Tim's living room it was dark and I was thought I was alone and I was uh, somebody was there in the dark and um, I, I sort of could see somebody and then it was me and it was all my roles my roles of professor man all of roles and though over there and I said to myself well I guess this drug is going to take away my roles because they're they're over there and I'm over here and then I said in a humorous way, but but who's minding the store? <laughs> and then I said, 
well, at least I, I have a, my body. And I looked down, and the couch I was in which I sat, all I could see was the whole full couch. There was no body on it. That was my, my mind. So I said, now this drug is a serious business because I've, now I'm going to give up my, my incarnation. And I freaked. I freaked. I rolled in the snow. I, I was just freaking. And the only thing that saved me was that question, who's minding the store? Mm. That's going back, back, back to the awareness. You know, and then you say, I am awareness. Mm. And then you can, you can, you can be aware of the role or you can be the, aware of the absence of the role. You're still awareness. Mm. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, maybe like yourself, maybe not. I have, I have so much up here. I know a lot. And when I faced it, I mean, I know about non-duality and consciousness and I've, and I've played and I've done drugs and I've been in the game for a long time. But when I was up against it, I forgot it. Pipes in the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> we are both forgetful. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it is. It is. It's those moments when it's when the the prison of the prison cell of of our egos. We're we we're away from the prison cell. We we see how secure we felt in the prison cell, mm. and this is the wide world. Mm. So, mm. but the uh, and that so then the next step we are the wide world. There's no going going. Thank you. Thank you very much. You were talking about um, um, these people wanted uh, uh, retiring. Yes. Yes. The top 1%. Uh, oh, I don't care about that, but yeah. retiring. I'm yeah, retiring. Um, this is a kind of a mindy thing, but I'm... I, I see Homo sapiens as three, three consciousness plane beings. The first one is the ego and the physical And the second one is is an astral 
plain. And that we would be as our soul, because the soul is astral. And then the number three is that small, still voice of God. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I didn't know you were going to have friends. It's a party. <laughs> <laughs> It's a party, isn't it? It is a party. It is. Thank you all. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Ron, so very much.